Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. All right, Calvary Bible Church, welcome back to another episode. I was out last week, and so I apologize. I know you guys, your weeks were totally thrown off. I know Randy's was. Oh my, yes. Just missed this time. Everybody felt bad, though, for you guys. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Rebecca's doing better. Uh, many folks know she was just down with the flu slash pneumonia, and she's recovering. She's probably about 50% now, and thankfully. Um, yeah. So a tough week. Yeah, it was good, though. A series of weeks. Not a couple of weeks. Yeah, it was started just before Thanksgiving. That's right. But anyway, we're uh, glad to be on the mend. doesn't always happen. So, um, so Randy... The last time, though, actually, it's been a couple of weeks because mm-hmm. two weeks ago you weren't here and Austin sat in with me. That's right. And we just talked about Advent. So my curveball for you today is mm-hmm. what's your favorite Christmas food? Christmas food. Like this is just season. It doesn't necessarily need to be, you know, a Christmas Day dinner or anything like that, but it could be. Wow. Christmas food. Favorite Christmas food. What do you like to eat this time of year? Yeah, you know, probably some of the uh, Christmas sweets more than, mm-hmm. you know, because, I mean, just coming off from Thanksgiving and we usually have some great meals around Thanksgiving time, but maybe some of the special treats around okay. here, Christmas cookies or something yep. like that might All be, right. might be a favorite. Right. Some of the, some of the fancy, um, you know, a lot of people with chocolate and stuff mm-hmm. like that. that was, that's probably a nice. Yeah. Uh, we, out, out uh, that's what Austin and I both said, cookies. Yeah. I would just love it's a Christmas time of cookies. Year for that. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. It is a lot of fun. I've been eating a fair share. And actually, the other day, um, I got a shoe fly pie mm. as a Christmas gift from a company. And uh, I love shoe fly pie. It's well, a good if, one. If you ever get a chance, try shoe fly whoopie pies. I don't like whoopie pies. Oh, that's right. You don't. Does it okay. have the, the regular cream no, in the middle? It's, yeah. It's, what uh, makes well, it a shoe fly? Just the molasses type yeah, flavor it, of the. It's delicious. Wow. I would eat the top and the wow. bottom. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I forget about you. Yeah. Not a whoopie pie I'm a fan. weirdo like that way. Yeah, a lot of people think so. <laughs> anyway, um, all right. So we're in this Advent series. This past week we were on Peace, week yeah. two of Advent. Mm-hmm. Um, and Randy and I, we were chatting yesterday just about some of the similarities between our two texts. So I was in Isaiah 9 the week before. That's right, yeah. And, um, and then we were in Isaiah 32. Mm-hmm. And just this idea that we've got, a king who is coming and Isaiah 9 is this prophecy of this child the son mm-hmm. uh, the prince of peace and uh, my word was hope mm-hmm. but I didn't actually have the word hope in my passage it came up in chapter 8 but really the hope mm-hmm. of this coming king sure is what the uh, the thought was for that morning and mm-hmm. and then we uh, we talked about it a little bit again on this similar um, concepts came up in Isaiah 32. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we've got this king that's going to reign, this child who will have the government on his shoulders. And I just thought it was interesting just to get the ball rolling here to think about, you posed the question, what's the, what's the phrase about America by the people for the people? Yeah. Right. And why that doesn't necessarily work. Yeah. But for what it's worth, it's been a pretty good form of government. Oh, yeah. And I think what's interesting is that you've got one of the reasons it works is because you have those checks and balances mm-hmm. and you don't have ultimate power in any one person's mm-hmm. lap. 
and therefore you have this collective mm -hmm. movement. And so it can be a really good way, a, a democratic way of, sure. of leading uh, a yeah. people. Um, because no one person has ultimate power or one or one uh, ideology, like the political party, for instance, yeah. in Canada, uh -huh. uh, for instance, when, you know, whoever gets in power, mm -hmm. they always have the vote that they need. Uh, if I remember correctly from their government system. So okay. if you're, I forget the, the terms that they used over there, but it, to use our terms mm -hmm. that if a, if a, uh, if a Democrat is elected as president, yeah, then he or she always has the clout. To, to make decisions mm, okay for their term gotcha so that's slightly slightly different but here mm -hmm. we do have uh, you know depending on who's in the house and senate mm -hmm. yeah yeah um but now if we could so the, the the benefit of having a democracy is you've got this collective movement of mm. of people from both or all sides however many there are um and that's a good thing because ultimate power in the hands of one person is not usually a good thing. It's never a good thing because mm -hmm. there's no human that can really do that well. Mm -hmm. But if you could find that one guy, mm -hmm. that one yeah. person to lead the nation, the mm -hmm. country who had, who ruled in righteousness and yeah. justice, yeah. that would be a good, good government to be in. And ultimately that's, that's the superhuman King that we find in Jesus. And yeah. so, yeah. Um, so that's where, that's where we were on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, one question uh, that I have here for you is the second part of verse one. Yeah. We didn't we didn't really dive in, um, but I was wondering too the princes that are referenced in right. verse one. Uh, so who, we know who the king is going to be, yeah, or is, uh, but who are the princes that are referenced? Yeah. So uh, we we didn't get to it at all. I think I referred to it a couple of times, but it looks to be like at the end of the story in Revelation that we're the ones. Uh, that are going to be ruling with him. Okay. There are a couple of texts at the end of Revelation where um, you've got Christ coming uh, with all of the saints with him, and uh, you know, and and I and I think uh, what's what's the you know the great song, uh, the great Christmas song. Um, oh my, uh, Rich would kill me if he was looking at one he listened to all the time. <laughs> the um, they sing it in cantata at the choirs get together and do it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all taken from scripture. Uh, my word, we're both idiots. <laughs> I'm not as much of an idiot as you are on this one. I don't, <laughs> not my genre. Well, uh, I my, know what you mean though. You know, they uh, sing it down at we're gonna Lancaster. Rain, we'll reign with him forever and ever. You know, the words are coming right from scripture. Yeah. So, so my, my thought uh, from, um, you know, from verse one and mm -hmm. princes will rule in justice. Uh, in the historical times, uh, you've got a king with all the uh, with all of the uh, powerful people around him. Mm -hmm. That you know, all of his all council. the people in his cabinet mm -hmm. or his council. Uh, in historical times, you can see that happening. But I think, uh, you know, for us, just looking forward to the fact that we are going to rule with Christ, mm -hmm. and so uh, justice will be the way in which we rule too, because we'll be mm -hmm. reflecting Him. The king has absolute sway, so uh, you know whoever is with him is going to rule like him, yeah, along with him. So I would take. I think that's the best reading is to see uh, to see us as a part of that, yeah. Which is a, it's a great way to look at our future. It's exciting you know, to be to be able to uh, 
to, to fill a new heaven and a new earth with this type of government. And we have a part in that, mm -hmm. uh, which is, of course, if I linked it back to Genesis. That's where I was going to go okay, next. Go ahead, yeah. Well, yeah, I was just yeah. going to say, it, it reminds me of Genesis yeah. 1, where we are yeah. to subdue and have dominion over, you know, the fish of the sea and the birds of the air. And so there's this yeah. already, this sense that we are to be God's, God's rulers on earth and taking care of yeah, what he's given us. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly, that's what I would say is the best way to read that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's an already and in the future, you know, type of, type of rule or reign or place that we yeah. have under God's yeah. authority. Yeah. Which is why, you know, when we deal, when we do beyond Sunday like this, you know, if you're, if you're trying to put a text like this, like this into practice, then a part of what we're doing is we're saying that, you know, whatever our little sphere of influence is right now, your I home, need to, I, I, your workplace. Yeah, I need to make sure that this is, this is uh, what I'm contributing to. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to what we'll get into in a moment, we don't want to have any part in what's happening uh, in our world in a particular area in this, in this uh, prophecy. Mm -hmm. But I do say, I, I do say to all of us, myself included, that we want to make sure that we are practicing what we will be doing for eternity. And mm -hmm. we can do that because we're being transformed yeah. into the king. Now. Like the king. Yeah. Um, so you said what we're going to get to in a minute here. We don't want to do. I don't. I'm not taking us anywhere. So take yeah. Us. So what I what I I I think I sort of snuck it at the end. So, you know, there's always a problem with time and in my own memory. And do I mm -hmm. do I do what I should do up there and so forth. But. There's a place right in the middle of this, uh, in this Isaiah passage, Isaiah mm -hmm. 32, verse, um, uh, you have verse seven. Well, actually the fool, which I did refer to. Yeah. So the mm -hmm. fool is in five and in six, the scoundrel is in seven. And then verse eight, but he who is noble plans noble things and on noble things he stands. Mm. So you have that those uh, that section, which I, I did not intend to spend much time on at all, yeah. but only to mm -hmm. say what you're seeing in the middle section of verse three down through verse eight is the transformation of the citizens. Uh, you have a total transformation of society, which means we have to somehow correct the problem that is in our world right now. So if you look at verse five, the fool will no more be called noble. That's not going to, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So if I ask you right now in your, you know, in our culture, who, who are the noble ones who are thought to be the noble ones in our culture right now? Mm -hmm. It's usually the folks with wealth and power. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that are, they actually have, if I ask you who has true celebrity status in our world. Yeah. Think about, you know, who's who's the most popular on Instagram or Twitter accounts or something like that. Think mm -hmm. about those types of people. Who are they and what uh, what gave them that platform? Yeah. How did they get the title? Can I list two? Yeah. Uh LeBron James yeah. is someone who people when yeah. he says something oh, yeah. they listen. Yeah. Oh, Taylor Swift. Yes. Uh, here's another one that just came to my mind. Elon Musk, the Tesla guy. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Or, you know, so so if you take take those three, mm -hmm. on what basis are they considered to have influence? LeBron. Athletic prowess, money. Taylor Swift. Yep. Singing, singing entertaining. And, yep. Mm -hmm. Right. A, a couple of entertainers, actually, LeBron sure. and her. And yep. then finally, uh, the, the gentleman Elon at the head Musk. of Tesla, mm -hmm. it would be his his wealth, his creative ability or whatever you'd call it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, I, I don't know anything about their character. 
It's just that you'll notice that the the um, the this prophecy says that there's coming a time when society will no longer be able to do that, to call a fool noble mm-hmm. or the scoundrel honorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the criteria is going to shift to character issues. And so that's why when we get down to the bottom, when we get to verse 8, but he who is noble plans noble things and on noble things he stands, mm-hmm. now we have, uh, we have the opportunity for us to be, and I think I referred to that on Sunday it's a it's a great term, uh, you know, where God is is calling us these magnificent people who share uh, His um, uh, the, the old the old word was I'm sure it's it's still used in some place in the world aristocracy. Yeah. So what what's happening with this nobility is these are people who have they are uh, somehow connected to the king, so they are they are part of the aristocracy. Uh-huh. And that's who we are. I preferred the reading of this Hebrew term uh, as the magnificent ones. Mm-hmm. It's just a great way to think about who we are, but it's because of the because we share the character of the king. That's what makes us that way. So this mm-hmm. nobility in verse eight is uh, that's who we are to be now uh, in a world that actually is calling. Uh, you know, uh, we're calling other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're putting other people into that category, probably for different reasons, not probably for different reasons than God does. So it's a great call for us this week, obviously to, uh, to, to be citizens of this King. Yeah. Now, right now, Uh, at least in part, right. Knowing that at some point when we got to the end of this, you know, it'll be complete someday where we will be able to rest in the secure dwellings and all of that peace that we discussed at the end, the true Shalom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. So, um, I like the way you put it there. We rule now in part, and yeah. there will be a future day in the, the heavenly kingdom where we will be fully, you know, capable or fully in that that position, without being outnumbered. Not okay. not only are we fully capable in the future because we'll be transformed when we see Him, we'll be like Him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the future, we will be completely transformed into this character trait. Yeah. But also, we will not be outnumbered anymore. We will be, only righteousness will dwell there. Yeah. I mean, there's another prophetic text that we could go to. So that new world is because every citizen is um, enjoying the reign of the king. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a great world. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, Quick side question Mm -hmm. that came to my mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, who, Who do we reign over as princes? You know, there's not yeah. there's not the yeah. the common folk, and, and if everyone's a, a prince or a princess yeah. under the king, yeah, I, uh, just the earth and all that is I, in it. I, yeah, maybe. And I, yeah, yeah, and I don't I don't think it has. Um, I think I maybe think, it doesn't have that idea in, you know, the prince. Maybe it's under the king. Yeah, and we're all ruling and reigning. Yeah. That, that's what I that's what I would think. Uh, we have so little data to go on, but that's what I would about. think. Yeah, yeah. I just think what makes that a special prophecy for us is, you know, we desperately need well-being. I, I mean, you and I desperately need well-being in our world right now. Mm-hmm. We need the sense of wholeness or intactness of shalom. So we have a part of it now. We, we rest in this king's ability to rule for us. 
and I hope you I hope you're able to to be in this, you know, at the end of the reading there, my people will abide in a peaceful habitation and secure dwellings and in quiet resting places. And, you know, at the end of it, that blessed, we just read it, but happy are you who do this. You know, it's that same mm -hmm. blessedness that we see throughout scripture. Yeah. I hope you're able to enjoy some of that now, but also as I couldn't get away from the fact that we have a lot to look forward to, mm -hmm. you know, yep. it's a good Absolutely. world coming. Yeah. So one other question here that ties in, uh -huh. um, we've got this king that's going to reign in righteousness and peace. How can the church or a Christian be righteous on the issues that you mentioned that were important to 13 to 25 year olds, that the list of five, yeah. I didn't get them all. Do you yeah. remember them all? I, I don't, but I can tell you that, um, number one, you can't, you can't do, um, you know, as we said, the problem with those five are, uh, the problem is that there are so many opinions on how they should be. Mm -hmm. So, you know, take immigration, for instance, which was certainly was a big topic. So take that one if you want. Who's who has the right idea about that? Yeah. Depends on who you ask. Right. Right. So the question, you know, how can the church, uh, how is it framed? Um, um, how can the church or a Christian be righteous on issues like these. Yeah. So the first thing is to say uh, you have to uh, you have to follow the leading of God within the boundaries of what is right in Scripture. Mm -hmm. That that's 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 all we have to go on as far as a standard. Mm -hmm. The second thing is the Scriptures are not going to be as clear on this as you want them to be. Therefore, you're going to there will be a lot of a lot of gray. Yeah, gray areas where I was thinking of a lot of latitude for okay. Christians mm -hmm. to feel differently about this, which which gives me my third thing, which we've talked about a lot in the series. Yeah. Since there's so much latitude, so much movement, so much space for mm -hmm. Christians to differ on how immigration should be, mm -hmm. then we have to be extending grace to others who feel differently. Mm -hmm. What we can't do is we can't equate evangelicalism with a, with a particular ideology alone it's not able to bear under that load mm -hmm. and what happens is we're continuing to divide over those issues rather than over theological issues yeah so it's it's just what we're seeing happening right now in our world the fracturing of it the way to avoid that in the church is to be righteous which includes that ability to extend grace to others who are trying to live their faith out with respect to immigration trying to be righteous, but it's different from your variety. Mm -hmm. uh, that Those are three things to me that I think are critical for us. Yeah, so um, so there's going to be issues that allow for latitude, like you yeah. said. Immigration rights, yeah. gun control, yeah. uh, things like that. Where do, you, yeah, where do you go in the scriptures to yeah. find your, and then if exactly. you do, you're proof texting. And we all know yeah. what, we know, we all know what that does. Trouble there. Yeah. yeah, but we love doing that. Um, but then there's going to be issues like, let's say, racial injustice mm -hmm. or the slavery of our country's history. That's something that seems a little bit more clear to me. And so in those issues, yeah. should I pursue as a Christian, should I pursue justice? Should I fight for what is right? Yeah. Uh, I think Americans have that. And Americans have the right to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And as a child of the king, you want to represent Christ, in, in, and that's what it takes. Mm -hmm. you, you want justice. Yeah, he's he's going to rule in justice, so that's what we do. So, would you say it's important to have the ability to decipher 
what is a biblical issue yeah. or what is clear biblically oh, yeah. and then what is not. Yeah. And then on the things that are not clear, like immigration mm -hmm. rights, as mm -hmm. an example, yeah. uh, extend the grace and have a, oh. at least an understanding that someone can love and fear God, but yeah. think differently. Than oh, you. yeah. Um, but then an issue like, you know, treating someone poorly because of the color of their skin. Right. That's a no brainer. Not, not honoring the image of God in yeah. them. Then we, we say, no, that, that's a no brainer. Yeah. I am going to fight for, for justice yes. for that person. Yeah. For the oppressed, for the, yeah. for the powerless, all, all of that. I mean, God is clear about that. Uh, clear in the scriptures. Yeah. Let me tell you one other thing though, if, when you, if you're thinking along those lines, mm -hmm. one of the difficulty is making sure that we are differentiating between take something like gender inequality mm -hmm. in our world, mm -hmm. uh, should uh, should men and women be paid the same who do the same job? Yeah. And my understanding, yes. Sure. I, I think they should. Mm -hmm. So you have to make sure that you're ready to separate those types of matters, yeah. gender inequality in society versus how the genders are handled in the church. So one of the things that I've discovered is is that there's a blurring of those lines totally. So remember, there's a difference between fighting for justice and fairness in the world, getting paid equally, mm -hmm. versus do we go to scripture and now read the Bible and say, so since that's the case out there, it ought to be the case in here. Just remember that gender equality, fighting for gender equality in society is one thing, how we deal with the genders in church is another. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the sticky points is when you yeah. come to church, now the church rules are governed by the pastoral epistles, yeah. let's say, mm -hmm. um, and they and they may not be the same, right. right? So I might say, I would say, men and women doing the same job in the world ought to get paid the same. Why wouldn't they? Mm -hmm. Opportunities. But coming to the church, and now we have to deal with the instructions that we covered a few weeks ago where someone could easily say, well, that's not fair. How come women don't have the opportunity to do this? And Paul said, well, it's, there was a problem back at creation order. Yeah. So as long as we're recognizing those things while you're fighting for some things out there, just remember, they don't always transfer into the church because mm. of the theology. Yeah, that's a good that's a good distinction to keep in mind. That's helpful. Yeah, good. All right. So that that's it? that was it for the day. Yep. So we got peace. Uh, so go mm -hmm. forth this week beyond Sunday and enjoy the peace yeah. that, that we have now and look forward to the peace that's coming into the future, too, because that's. that's better that's a nice benediction you you did uh, right, right there. there all right that was good mark muster will appreciate that all right yeah i love a good benediction yeah all right jesus okay. is with you we love him too uh, not as much as jesus does that's right yeah all right take care have a good See week thanks again for joining us on today's episode and remember our sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond sunday